That's my race car noise. Yeah, no, it's really good. There's the Doppler. There's a really good Doppler effect. D- really? Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Weave it in. I'm going to. Hello, everyone, <laughs> and welcome to Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. I'm Kelly. We got our first uh, cold open. Oh, I'm Andrew. Did I say that? Yeah, I know I said that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, we had a cold open. It threw me off. Me too. But uh, that's something new for us. We'll see if it sticks. We'll see if it was just because of Kelly's race car sounds being too good not to leave in. (laughs) (laughs) You're not talking any louder, but it sounds so much louder than than your normal audio. I know. Sorry, that was the last one, maybe. Until the end, maybe. We'll see. No spoilers. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's... Yeah, no spoilers. Anyway, um, this is uh, another episode of Talking Games. We're going to do it a little different this week, because uh, I'm going to open with what I've played this week, and then we're going to hop into the news. There's not much to talk about this week, so it might be a little bit of a shorter one, but that's not so bad. You get condensed Kelly and Andrew this week. Kelly and Andrew abridged. Yes. It's like condensed milk in a can, but when Ugh. you open it, Andrew and Kelly pop out. Ugh. Can we make that merch? I think we should, yeah. Like call up the condensed milk companies. I don't know who makes them, but Carnation? Like, yeah. Oh, we'll call up Carnation. Say, hey, Carnation, do you wanna uh, do a brand deal with us? <laughs> hey, if Carnation called and wanted to make it so this the next episode was brought to you by Carnation. I'd take that. I love using their milk when I make homemade mac and cheese. Yes, or their uh, like powder, like their their milk uh, powder or whatever. Yeah, uh, Kelly. Just so you remember, when you do physical motions to try to tell me something, <laughs> nobody can see that. It's almost like we've been doing this podcast for ten weeks now. Yeah, this is episode ten. Oh, that's exciting. I forgot, but not is, really. Well, yeah. I mean, I forgot in this moment. Right. And I just reminded you in this moment. But I have also, I have just forgotten at this moment. Oh, this is episode 10. Oh my God. I just remembered (laughs) in this moment. I am excited. Thank you everybody for sticking around this long. I I didn't know where this podcast was going to end up, but honestly, this is, it has not stopped going smoothly. Honestly, it just gets better every week. So I'm, I'm very thrilled to keep going with this. Me also. Um, I don't feel very guilty about it. Do you? No, but I strive to not feel guilty about these sorts of things. Yeah. Oh, and a a gear fell out of my car, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Out of your car? (laughs) You should uh, not drive if the gear is falling out. Well, I played Guilty Gear Strive this week. (laughs) (laughs) So Guilty Gear Strive came out last month. Um, It is the newest fighting game from Arc System Works. They have made the Dragon Ball Fighters game. They made past Guilty Gear games. They made the Grand Blue fighting game, the Persona fighting game. They make a lot of heckin' fighting games. Um, but I was playing it with my good friend, Shay. Um, I played it on the PlayStation 5, sadly the PS4 version, which I'll get back into in a moment. But I, I just want to get my quick impressions on the game. Um, this game visually is just truly remarkable. The style is really stark. The graphical quality is really high. The performance is solid, which, you know, you expect 60 FPS from a fighting game, but still extremely solid. There's a lot of detail. Animations are extremely detailed, as well as all of the backgrounds. 
Um, it's just all incredible looking. Uh, the gameplay is not the most accessible. Um, I think the only other Arxis work I have a lot of experience with is Dragon Ball Fighters, and that game's a lot more accessible than this one. Um, there's really not much in the way of like auto combos, but once you get a grasp of like the general flow and the controls, which doesn't take a super long time if you have any fighting game experience, it becomes really satisfying really quickly. Um, the online is really stable and lag free. They use something called rollback netcode. Have you heard about this, Kelly? Yes. Okay. So for those who don't know, it's like basically predictive netcode. So the game guesses what you're going to do next while you're playing with an opponent and then starts that action. And then if you do something else, it will cancel the animation and do that other thing. It sounds like it should be broken, but because it happens in a matter of like three or four frames, you will never notice that it's happening. But it really allows for like no lag, just like a couple frames, which realistically most people will never notice of lag. It feels like you're playing with somebody in the room. Um, but speaking of playing with somebody in the room, the couch multiplayer is super fun. If you're playing with somebody who is also kind of non-competitive, you can have a lot of fun just learning the mechanics and stuff. But you can also get into some more competitive stuff. Uh, and like I said earlier, I played this on my PlayStation 5. Um, I downloaded the PlayStation 5 version, was very excited, but I only own one PlayStation 5 controller. And even though this game does not utilize the PlayStation 5 controller in any unique way, you cannot use a PlayStation 4 controller as a second controller. Which is... yes. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't either. It's really frustrating. So what I had to do was go into the, like, the PlayStation Home options and download the PlayStation 4 version... And then use a PS5 controller and a PS4 controller to play local multiplayer. And that sucks because it's a, I mean, it's not substantially lesser. It's slightly less crisp because it's a lower resolution and the loading times are definitely noticeably longer. But it's just frustrating because it doesn't use any unique features on the controller. So why? Yeah. I had the same problem with Fortnite, of all things. Tried to play uh, split screen. And that game doesn't use the controller in any unique ways either. It, it does use the adaptive triggers, but that doesn't affect the actual game. Um, and it said, no, I'm not allowed. So I, I just, it's frustrating. That is very odd. It feels like sometimes these things are made to be as annoying as possible. Well, yeah, and I, I'm not going to go out and buy a $70 controller just to play couch co-op. Like, I probably will someday when, like, there's more experiences to justify it or if they have some really cool new colors but like i don't know it was frustrating it did not bring down the experience though if you have any interest in fighting games i very highly recommend checking this game out it's doing exceptionally well for an arc system games especially one that's not based on any licenses it's just their franchise um, i know it sold half a million copies in its opening month which you know for a normal game franchise sounds kind of low but for a fighting game like this that's remarkable it was very exciting and I'm, I'm looking forward to the future of this game and all the dlc and such nice um the other game that i played this week was a thumper this is not a new game this is a rhythm game that has been out for several years now um i played it on the oculus quest 2 uh, ironically you play this game sitting completely still and staring straight forward when you're in vr um, but it is the most intense VR game that I've played thus far. Mm. 
it's just extremely fast things coming at you and like lots of effects happening um i just did not expect a game where i'm sitting still to be more intense than the ones where i'm like moving around a ton in real life um but it really was so if you're new to vr maybe maybe save this one for a little further down the line when you're used to the to the effects that vr has on your brain um it's a rhythm game um it becomes second nature very quickly you're just running down a track as a little bug boy and then you have to hit a button to certain rhythms and dodge left and right to certain rhythms and then you learn to fly later and you got to do that to certain rhythms it's very uh there's not a ton going on but the speed that everything comes at you it does feel very intense uh the visuals are really stark but they're also very simple um it's effective for what it's going for it's just a few very strong colors and a lot of negative space to help you focus on what's really important uh, i do recommend experiencing this game in vr but it is good enough that it's definitely still worth looking into otherwise. Um, it's available on all the other major platforms, so PlayStation, Xbox, PC, Switch. Um, but if you are interested in playing on getting VR at some point, maybe, you know, wait this one out. Get that on VR when you have the chance. Nice. Um, do you want to hop into the news then, now that we've now that we've discussed what I've played this week? Sure. I just want to add a little disclaimer. Yeah, go um, for it. Something written down by a friend of mine named Andrew. You guys may know him. Um, he claimed that I stink in our Google document. And I would just like to set the record straight. I do not stink. Yes. Um, just to be clear, the record wasn't skewed because the only people that knew that that was there are were me and you. Um, but now, now the audience uh, is aware that I wrote that. So the concept, the simple fathomization, if that's a word, of you stinking now exists to them. Had you thought about that? Had you thought about the fact that they didn't think about it till just this moment? No. Well, I did not think of that. Of course I thought about that. But I just, sometimes you have to hit them with the preemptive strike. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if because... someone tried to slander me and say that I stink and it would be backed up by your cruel cruel words in our google document you know when we start the the uh the convention circuit when we get really big on episode 12 uh-huh and you and we start going around people will discover the truth that, i don't i don't know the truth that's true people will sniff oh Please. They can sniff for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to apply a very in important preemptive disclaimer. If you meet us in person and you happen to not already know us, um, we'll come say hi. Please don't sniff us. Do not sniff us. That's very weird. Yes. Um, please do not sniff us. Yes. but and We'll have a ray gun there. A ray gun? Yeah. You know. I didn't know this existed in real life yet. Pew, pew, pew. So, Kelly's any got sniffers. All the sound effects. <laughs> any sniffers better watch out. <laughs> Kelly, do you like Pokemon? I sure do. I like Nose Pass. Oh, because he, he sniffs? A, yep, he has a big nose he can sniff with. Yeah, except he's made of like rocks, so can he actually sniff things? Mm, it's unclear. Well, I feel like every time we talk about Pokemon, the transition is me asking you if. You like Pokemon. Well, I do okay. like it. And one of these days is going to change. 
Yeah, one day I'm just gonna be like, you know what? I hate it now. I don't like <laughs> it anymore. You've asked me too many and now I'm angry. Well, let's see if Netflix can change your mind and make you hate it. Um, Netflix <laughs> has announced that they are in the early stages of development on a new Pokemon live-action television series. There's very little information on this. It is not being shot yet. It is just in the early stages of development. It includes uh, the producer of the Netflix program Lucifer, which I have very little experience with, but honestly, I was a little surprised to hear that because I don't think those two things would go hand in hand, but hey, what do I know? Um, are you excited about this? Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like Detective Pikachu? Um, Yeah, I thought it was, well, I thought it was fun for what it was, and I feel like it probably would have been really, really enjoyable for me if I was, like, a little bit younger. I kind of felt, I don't know. Nowadays, I'm just really wary of, like, live action anything because I feel like if you're going to do a movie or something based on something animated, maybe it should also be animated. Like the Death Note movie, which is mentioned, is not... Oh was not that good i'm not this is a video game podcast but i will say that the american live action death note not a fan not great not great and i don't know i just feel like maybe this isn't 100 percent necessary but that's how i feel about a lot of things that happen so maybe i'm just I, being pessimistic i have hopes that so in Detective Pikachu, which I thought was a very cute movie, but like kind of faded from my consciousness very quickly after leaving, and I don't have a desire to revisit it. The one thing that really, really stuck out to me was the very brief fighting sequence. There was like a fight club for Pokemon, and I liked mm -hmm. that a lot. So I do hope that this is like a trainer show, mm -hmm. like like a trainer's adventure and fighting Pokemon, because that's... With a good enough budget, that's going to be the coolest looking thing they could make. Right. And I hope Piplup is in it. Everybody loves Piplup. Do you think I like Piplup? I'm not sure. I uh, do not see a Piplup plushie being cradled close to your face right now. So. <laughs> I don't know. Is Piplup yeah. your favorite Pokemon? Piplup is my favorite Pokemon. Okay. Actually, well, okay. To be fair, the Piplup line is equally my favorite pokemon because i like yeah. all three all three piplup evolutions are my favorites yeah and polion's pretty good yeah big boy big boy surf i when i first played platinum i picked a chimchar wow but then when i like replayed it i picked piplup right and i will say i feel like i enjoyed using piplup more because i feel like chimchar that kind of when uh, it evolved, he when he evolved into uh, Infernape, it was kind of like game over. Like we could just sort of roll through. But Empoleon, I feel like was a little more challenge. Um, and also is a better Pokemon just when you look at it. The only thing about Platinum, like Sinnoh doesn't really have that many fire types. So Chimchar was kind of a. It has like two, I think. Yeah, it has. Uh, uh, I don't know. I love that Pokemon. <laughs> I remember catching like a, a, a Numel 
Unnummel? Oh, yeah, the, the, the volcano back boy. Yeah, but maybe that was in a different game and I'm just confused. I feel no, like they, I, I think there's, you're right. I feel like there's never any fire types ever, but no. But yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. I don't know. Sometimes these things are like you don't know that it's going to be good until you like have something a little more substantial. Yeah. That's kind of how I felt about The Last of Us. And now I'm like a little more excited for it. I don't think this this is one thing I like I'm with you. I don't think we'll be able to judge until like we actually know like yeah. see anything from it or know what it's going to be about because this could also just be like i don't know a documentary program about nurse joy <laughs> right that actually sounds awesome like one of those vet television shows but it's nurse joy live yeah. action helping pokemon yeah they should hire you yeah i'm netflix.com i'm here netflix.com i'm right here netflix.com if you're interested uh we can you know get up a contract real quick yeah so um Tell me about that Dragon Age news, Kelly. Uh, there, uh, there was none. Uh, EA Play was not so good. <laughs> um, as expected, there wasn't really anything there. <laughs> um, I will say there was a brief. They were teasing us. So there's this orb in Dragon Age, right? Uh-huh. And it's a plot object. So everybody knows what the orb looks like. And in the tease, in one of the, like the little cut-ins in the EA play, they like show the orb getting like broken, because that's oh, spoilers. That. It it does happen, but I was like, um, that's not very nice. It feels like a rude thing to tease after overtly saying we have nothing to show you. I know, not very nice to us, but. Probably the most notable thing about EA Play was the Dead Space remake, which was announced for current generation consoles, so PlayStation 5, Series X, and for PC. Um, that was really it, though. We didn't get any sort of gameplay. We didn't get any release time. They were just like, yeah, don't worry. Wink. We're making it. Wink. It's like, well, I could have told you that two weeks ago. Yeah, that was the worst part, is that this could have been an interesting announcement if it wasn't like, First of all, EA, like, almost announced it. Like, they said, like, we're going to bring back a spooky series. And it's like, well, you have one of those. <laughs> yeah. And then the leak confirmed it. And then, so, like, I don't know. I was excited to see what the game looked like. And then we we didn't. It was just, like, <laughs> a dark hallway and then one of the monsters looking the exact same as they did, which that's not a problem for a remake, but for a trailer reveal. And then it was Isaac... His name's Isaac, right? Yes. Okay. It was him. Isaac Clark? I was going to say Oscar Isaac, and then I remember <gasps> that that's the guy from- I wish. Yeah, hubba, hubba. <laughs> that hubba, was like hubba, a... hubba. We are on sound effect uh, junction. The Sorry, junction I need of a... sound effects. Yeah, I need a soundboard, I think. Yeah, that's a good idea. We'll have a third recording track at all times, and it's just the soundboard. <laughs> um, But uh, it was- I plan on playing Dead Space 1 and 2 sometime soon because I've, you know, people still talk those games up quite a bit. Not Dead Space 3, but Dead Space 1 and 2. I hear a lot of good stuff and, you know, it's free for Game Pass users, so I should probably go back and play them. And considering there's not even a release window on this, I am I think I have a while. Yeah. And I, I don't would. think, I don't think EA would release a exclusive for this generation until it has been like at least two years in. 
you know? So I think realistically, yeah. this will probably be next, late next year would be my guess for the earliest possible. Yeah, I'm also thinking next year, probably. I just don't understand the, uh, like, workload. Like, you guys can't even give us, like, a little hint of a release date. It's a remake, you know? I did not hear... Uh, I don't know how substantiated these reports are, but I heard that the thing that inspired this remake most was the Resident Evil 2 remake. Mm. Which, if that's the case, I understand why it will take a while, because that game took a product and then made something substantially new and different based upon that groundwork. But that, that comparison also confuses me, because Dead Space is not an old game. Well, okay. <laughs> it is it is old but it was it's it, it's a modern game in its sensibilities you know yeah resident evil 2 for the playstation 1 did not have modern sensibilities whatsoever updating that game one-to-one -one would have been a terrible idea but like dead space is still pretty modern people still play that game a lot right well i guess we'll see we'll see what happens yeah, they also said officially that there will be no microtransactions, and I was it made me mad. Not because there are none, because they had to say that for their <laughs> new single-player game. Yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me that the standards are so ridiculous that you have to clarify that your immoral thing is not in this full-price $70 single-player game? Yeah. I think that I've gone a little... <laughs> I just have zero tolerance for microtransactions in right full price games right well and it's especially like well, thanks for clarifying like you didn't have them in the original game like you didn't really need to tell us that because it didn't really exist in the first place in the original <laughs> have to game make it. so why would you add it a feature that you know people would be angry about you well, know they, they unless did people like space three and then it killed a franchise yeah unless people like really love spending money in games that they previously didn't spend money in, which, yeah, some people are like that, but most people who are excited for the Dead Space remake, I'm willing to bet, probably would not be pleased with microtransactions anyway. Well, how would you feel about not spending money on a game that you used to spend money on? Um, I would feel pretty good about that. Oh, wow. Um, let's see if, if that by the end of the story, you still feel that way. <laughs> uh, Pez, a.k.a. Pro Evolution Soccer, the Konami-made soccer game that is the direct rival to EA's FIFA, ironically, um, is going free-to-play. It is also changing from the Fox Engine to Unreal Engine 4, and it is changing names to eFootball. It is coming to all current generation, all last generation, as well as soon Android and mobile, which makes, I just said Android and mobile, didn't I? Android did, and yes. Apple, which is kind of ridiculous because it is not coming to Switch. So why is it coming to mobile? Um, but there's a lot to talk about here. You know, it's weird that they're changing the name. I get going free to play. I don't get changing the name. <sighs> And also, it's we, it's a little sad that they're changing from the Fox engine to Unreal Engine 4, because Fox engine is, like, the absolute last remnant of Kojima at Konami, because he sunk, like, I, I don't know the exact amount, but I know it's over 100 million 
perhaps by a substantial quantity. I just know it had nine digits in the number on that engine. And that's why they use it on everything, because they're like, well, Kojima wasted a ton of money on this engine, so now we have to make every game in it. So it's funny that they're like, all right, fine, we'll switch engines. Yeah. When I saw this, uh, my first thought was like, okay, it's a, it's a soccer game. But now reading it, it's kind of like, why did any of this happen? It's. I think it's just to make it more marketable, to be honest, because the name P.S. Football or whatever, P.S. Pro Evolution Soccer, it's not quite as like rolls off the tongue as eFootball or eSoccer for us Americans who don't, <laughs> don't understand who made our own football. Um, I don't know. I think I it's... Know. I know. I don't have any strong thoughts on this. It's kind of a nothing burger to me. The fact that it's Konami makes me feel inherently like there's something dirty going on here. <laughs> like, like I'm fairly certain they're going to pump in some really yucky microtransactions oh, so that sure. they can make even more money than if they sold it for 60 bucks, you know? Oh, sure. And also, I mean, free I'm... to play. It's like, come on. that's They are definitely going to do that. To be honest, as much as I dislike Konami and and the likely practices that will follow this, I do think that it makes sense for sports games in 2021 and onward to just be free-to-play games that you maybe pay a small amount to update every year with new stuff, new players or whatever. Yeah, it's insane that someone that you have to buy like FIFA 21 for $60 and then you have to buy FIFA 22 for $70 and then you have to buy FIFA 23 for $70 and then it's like these games do not fundamentally change over the course of a year so why why do people have to keep rebuying them over and over and over again to get very similar experiences you see you're asking me but I don't have an answer (laughs) I got nothing it's just the money you know it's all about the money. The dollar dollar bills, y'all. Mo money, mo problems. Minmo. Minmo. Growing strong. <laughs> Minmo wouldn't do this to us. No, Minmo's too good for this. It's mm-hmm. ironic because Minmo is also Konami. Ugh. What has Konami touched that it has not tainted? I mean, they haven't tainted Minmo. Minmo's me, just gone. Minmo not being around anymore is tainted. You're right. I'm sorry. Rest in peace, Minmo. He should be the Silent Hill mascot, not Pyramid Head. Pyramid Head actually shouldn't be the Silent Hill mascot because he doesn't that's, make sense in any game but two. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and I, I've been like re-examining the series, right? Yeah. The second game is the only one that's really like that, except for like the weird spinoffs. But the main games are like, it's cult stuff. It's yeah. like all cult stuff. And then two, it's like, oh, it's a deep psychological introspective look at this man who had a sick wife. And it's like, oh my God, what's happening? And then you get to three and it's like, by the way, there's a cult. Remember from the first game? And you're like, what do I want I thought we were doing, I thought it was going to be. <laughs> anyway, but then like downpour and stuff, it's a little more like, you killed your family. You know what I mean? Not that that happens. That's not a real spoiler. <laughs> I just made that up. But um, No, but it doesn't make sense for Pyramid Head to reappear because he's a 
metaphor for the inside of the brain of the main character of two. I know. And he's so he's such a specific I mean, the character itself, he's not very marketable. No. You know what I mean? He's name, really I don't even remember his name. I remember the game so clearly, and mm-hmm. I cannot remember his name right now. Do you know? The main character? Of two, yeah. James. James Sunder- Sunderland. Ah, uh, Donald so, Sutherland. It, well, it's it's just weird because Pyramid's, Pyramid has role in that game is very uncomfortable. You know, he's not to get too like, you know, analytical here, but he's like a he's like a psycho. Uh, he's like a look at the character's uh, relationship to uh, like, how can I say this? You can uh, just let's just give a little warning. You can say what it means. Exactly. There's a little warning that this is a little intense, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's a big guy and he carries around a really big sword and he's always slow moving. I think it's really just a manifestation of guilt. Um, but there are some like psychosexual elements to his character as well, which is a huge part of that second game because it's about a man and his sick wife. Yeah. So anyway, what I, oh, so when you first see Pyramid Head in the second game, he it's very, it's very scary. And yes. very uncomfortable. And I just don't know how he's become this like marketable, like, yeah, it's Pyramid Head. Everybody loves that guy, you know. He's in he's in Super Bomberman R as like a cutesy chibi I character. know. It's crazy. He's if literally any- like a representation of like some form of like sexual violence. Like that's not cool. I that know. should be used though like in a very deep narrative, in a very somber tone, not as like Look at the little chibi pyramid head. I know. I know. I know. But it is what it is, you know? Sometimes these things get away from the original intention. Yeah. And what were we even talking about? Minmo growing strong. (laughs) Of course. Minmo growing strong. And I don't know how we got to Minmo, but honestly, I think we may have exhausted our Konami talk for the day. Yeah. My throat hurts from even thinking about Konami. (laughs) <laughs> and your, talking wait, about it your throat hurts yeah from yeah, thinking yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm up next so doki doki literature club plus um which launched on the switch last month has surpassed five hundred thousand sales in its first two weeks that's just digital i uh was confused earlier because I'm often confused. <laughs> um, but yeah, 500,000 copies, first two weeks, all digital. That surprises me because, so the physical edition is probably going to sell well as well when it comes out next month. Mm-hmm. But this game's free on PC and Mac. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you could just, well, not plus, but Doki Doki Literature Club is still available for free on Steam and the internet that's how i got it that's how you can still get it but it has sold the plus version which adds new content and stuff but the fact that it sold that on and the the numbers were not shared so we don't know how many where all these 500k comes from because it's on playstation and switch and pc so we don't know how much is from pc because if you have a pc and you bought it it's it's just surprising because it's free you know the original version is free so I'm very surprised and happy that it sold this much, considering it is a free game. Yeah, that is very exciting. And, and, and you know, 
for what it is, I feel like it's it's um because like Dan Salvato, this is really only like the second game, right? That he's made. What's his first game? I don't I, even know. I don't know. It was it was like it it was the book though that the one character read. Yuri. I don't know. If, have you played it yet? No. Yeah. You no, said... I've played Doki Doki. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I refused to play it again, but I did order the physical edition. So there's a book that one of the characters references all the time. I think it was like a game that Dan Salvato made earlier in his time as a game designer. Speaking like William Shatner. <laughs> if I speak slower, people will think I'm smarter. Uh, I can't actually find anything. It just says before his work on DDLC, Dan mm -hmm. was known for his work in the Super Smash Brothers community. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then. Oh, doesn't he have like a supposed sequel in the works that like <laughs> the internet has fathomed up based on teases in the game? Maybe. I feel like anything that he does now, people are going to be like, where's the twist? Yeah. What's gonna happen? I I mean I'm proud of him. I'm glad for him, but he is yeah. he does have a he's like a Toby Fox, like oh, whatever yeah. he makes ne next is gonna be under like enormous scrutiny and people are going to expect what they got from this previous game. Yeah. But but the fact again, just the fact that he sold five hundred thousand copies when the original game is still available for free and the physical edition isn't even out yet. I'm very excited, very very excited for what this leads to next because now he got big budget for whatever he's working on next. Mm-hmm. Big shmoney. Big shmoney. Um uh Kelly, you're very athletic. Yes. Yeah. I'm actually in Tokyo right now. I don't think you should say that because I don't think you're allowed to be there, so they're probably gonna come for you now. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm in <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna do a whole bit where I was like, I'm in the Olympic Village, I live here. Oh, okay. I'm an athlete, but uh uh okay, it's not real. It. It's not true. That's not where I am at right now. Oh. I was gonna say because like I'm pretty sure us Americans are very much not allowed in. <laughs> but yeah. you, you should be an Olympian. Thanks. And if you had been this year, you know what you would have done? What would I have done? You would have walked out during the opening ceremony, as Olympians do every year. Mm -hmm. But this year, because it is in Tokyo, and Tokyo has such a rich history with video games in their culture, they had music from video games. As the Olympic Olympians were walking out and their countries were being introduced, they had music from the following series and more. Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, Tales of, Monster Hunter, Chrono Trigger, Sonic the Hedgehog, Nier, and then my personal favorite of the bunch, Kingdom Hearts, which was very special because they walked out to the Olympus Coliseum theme, from Kingdom Hearts, and it was very cute. Aww. Um, I was like, I woke up on whatever day this was earlier this week to this news trending on Twitter, and I was like, I stood up and jumped in my bed with excitement because I just thought it was so freaking cool. Yeah, that's really neat. I uh, I think it's nice that they added that just because it's true. I mean, Tokyo is has a very rich history with technology and, and video games and media like 
media that we consume in general. So, uh, it was pretty cool. Nice little, nice little homage. Yeah. Although I will say it was a little ridiculous that Italy didn't walk out to, you know, that would have been very fitting. Right. Right. That's rich Italian history right there. (laughs) Rich Japanese versions of fake Italian history. (laughs) Yes. But something that is also historical is is Nintendo's uh, SNES online collection. Yeah, sure. To which they've... (laughs) <laughs> to which they've <laughs> added a few more games. So they've added Claymates, Bamboozle, Bamboozle, Bamboozle. It's probably Bamboozle because Bamboozle, but Bamboozle. And Jelly Boy. <laughs> you um, say it so casually like Jelly Boy is like a, a given. Yeah. I like mean, any of us know what that is. Not going to lie to you guys. These games all look a little bit silly and none of them look fun to me, but... I bet they're great if you played these games when they were popping on the SNES. I just, I don't, I don't think we should dwell on this too long because we have had this exact discussion the last time they added SNES games, but what are they doing? Like, what are they doing? What are they doing? It's rare that they add things. And then when they do, it's like a couple things and usually things that nobody has heard of or really cared to go back and play. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm not going to tell any audience members to go emulate. So Period. I won't. So I won't. <laughs> That's all I have to say about I'm it. I'm just saying, if there's a game, a SNES game that Nintendo refuses to put on the SNES service and you don't have access to it. Period. That's all. That's, that's the also, whole sentence. That's another sentence unrelated to the previous sentence about emulation. <laughs> I would never encourage emulation. Period. Period. Do you want to know something else that's old? What? Persona. Yes. 25, actually. Yes. The first that's pers- really old. That is a very <laughs> old age for someone to, for, uh, not for someone. I, I, I'm not 20. I'm, uh, you're 615 or something. What are right, you? Right, right, right. No, that's uh, right. Yeah. 615. Yeah. Thousand. Our, I think our lore might be a little off on um, ages. I think we might've lost track of, of our age lore. Yeah. Well, when you're 600,015 years old, you kind of forget these things. Oh, I didn't realize you're 600,000. Yeah, I'm actually 600,015 million. 10. Wait, 600,000 and 15 million? Yep. And 10. Yep. So wouldn't that be 15 million and 600? Nope. So is it 600,000 times 15 million? Nope. Mm -mm. But it's just how I said it. Okay. 600,015 million. Okay, so when Persona 5 came out when you were 600,000. 15 million and negative 15. Did you, did you play it? I did. Yes. Okay. Yes. And when you were living in Tokyo 25 yes. years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the persona series is 25 years old this year. Um, and they announced Atlas, I should say announced that they are going to have a lot for the 25th anniversary. They are going to announce seven new reveals between now and autumn of 2022. Presumably, 
one of those things, I would assume the last one based on simple deduction, is going to be Persona 6. And this is partially just because it's been, you know, a few years since Persona 5, and also because the Persona 25 logo, which you can go check out in the thumbnail right now, is in order purple, orange, blue, yellow, red, and then white, which is six colors that correlate with the first five Persona games and then white. So either blank or perhaps Persona 6 will be white-themed, which I'm not opposed to. Um, we do not know what any of the reveals are going to be, but I am personally very excited to see. You know, Persona has dipped its fingers and toes into lots of lots of things in the past. They've had fighting games. They've had warrior styles game style games. They also said that this is projects, not games. So I think animation of some sort is also fair to assume. It's also very, very surprising to see Persona 1 and 2 in an official Persona context because those games have largely, you know, fallen to the wayside. Very little is done with them, whereas Persona 3, 4, and 5 still get media to this day. I'm very excited about what this could mean. Yeah. I, uh, I'm also very excited. I would really like some acknowledgement of Persona 3 Portable's protagonist. I feel she's, like she's in the logo. She's in the I, 25 logo. I know. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it'll be like a re-release for the Switch or something like that. Oh, That'd be really cool because it's so hard to play Persona 3 Portable right now at this juncture. You literally have to have a PSP, which, you know, <laughs> how many people also, in the world I, have a PSP? I well, do, I but. think you can get it digitally on PS Vita. But I just said something that is more challenging than what you, <laughs> you said. Exactly. So it would be really cool to re-release because I and many other Persona fans really love Persona Three Portable because you could play as a as a female as a woman. Uh, uh, so you know, and you know, standard Persona games three, four, and five, you always play as a male. Two, I think you can play as a female character but I can't remember. I think because there's two, two different... Is, yeah, two two has two games, actually. There's two and then the sequel, Innocent Sin. Innocent Sin is a far more uh, esteemed game, as far as I can tell from my internet exposure, and that is starring a lady named Maya. Something. Yes. But, yes. And both of the Persona 2 protagonists are also in this, so I don't know. I, I have high hopes. Seven projects is, like, not that many in the grand scheme of things because... Let's automatically slash one off for Persona 6. Let's just assume that's the seventh announcement. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that leaves six things. I think ports are included in this. So realistically, I think there's only like probably three substantial projects going to be included in this besides Persona 6. And I'm hoping that those substantial projects include perhaps... I know you just said you wanted a port of Persona 3 Portable. Um... I don't. I want a pseudo-remake. So a re-release similar to Golden, Persona 4 Golden, mm. on the PC, but it includes content both from the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation Portable version, you know? Mm. And FES? Yes. Yeah, oh, I forgot that that's two different. Persona 3 and Persona 3 FES are two different things. Mm -hmm. I hope we have content from all of it, so you can play as a lady, but also... You have full party control, which if you played the PlayStation 2 versions, 
you can only control your main party member and then the rest do their own thing based <laughs> on what they decide, which for me made it so I couldn't play it because I, I couldn't, it was too much for me. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to play portable, but as Kelly just mentioned, it's not an easy task to find <laughs> to to play that game. So I would like a new Persona 3 port slash remake that brought all of the content together in a really highly improved, like quality of life feature kind of game. Mm-hmm. For anything really. Anything I mean, like PC would be cool, because that's what Persona 4 Golden got ported to, but I would also like it on like all the major consoles. Yeah. So, but this is also a hard thing to talk about because, like, right now it's just speculation, you know? Right. I mean, who knows what projects could be, you know? It could be like, you know, they have those live shows. Oh, like yeah. The musicals, it could be something like that where that, we have almost that, no access to it other than YouTube clips. But, which to be fair, those you, the Persona concerts have all been incredible. I've watched right. all of the content from them. One time I sat down with a friend to watch uh, one song. So we pulled up the whole three-hour video, and it was the first song, and we watched it. Um, And then we just sat there (laughs) and watched the entire three-hour concert in one sitting because it was so good. Yes, they are very good. But is there anything? I have one more hope from this, but do you do you have any more hope hopeful projects besides Persona Six? Um. Hmm. Maybe this is more like Persona Six. I remember when Persona 5 uh, Royal? Yeah, the PS, was, the updated version on PS4. Yes, was first teased, and it had the character with red hair. Oh, Kasumi, yeah. Yes, and people were like, oh my god, they're going to do the same thing that they, they did with Persona 3 and let you play as a female character, which I think would be really cool for Persona 5 and Persona 4, but Persona 5 especially... Um, and that didn't happen. So this is kind of a hope for Persona 6. Like, maybe, hey, maybe you guys, I know JRPG protagonists are very often young men in high school. But, hear me out, maybe we could play as a girl too. You know, I don't know if this is a little too bold, but maybe only a girl. Maybe a girl <gasps> is the option. Oh my god. <laughs> well, seriously, because like... I, I do understand slightly the argument of picking one um, picking one protagonist because then it makes it easier to focus a plot around that, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's 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 stick with that argument, but make it a lady instead. Yeah. And say sorry, that's the only option. That, yeah, that'd be cool. So I also want some some different sexuality representation because you know, that's that's one of the problems with Persona, not problems, but that's one of the things not included in Persona 5 or any of the previous games is the ability to have any sort of same-sex relationships for the main characters. Yes, and I felt this was very frustrating in 5 because certain characters, I was like, oh, I thought, I thought maybe we were, I thought maybe it was <laughs> something that it wasn't. I think no, what frustrates- No, they go with queer coding, like with their characters yes. and stuff. But then they don't actually follow through. Yes. And that is what is so frustrating about f- four, especially too, with like Kanji and Naoto. It's like these are these things that can totally be explored. And they are like, he, we're going to like tease it a little bit. Yeah. But especially in the localizations. Yeah. Oh. They're straight. <laughs> well, I, Persona 4 has that problem because of localization as well. Because in the in the English version of Persona 4, they just outwardly say that it has nothing to do with sexuality 
for kanji specifically, but that was never stated in the Japanese version. In the Japanese version, it was about that, you know? Right. But then, but then when they translated it, they were like, oh, I know, it's not that. Well, no. it's also like, I'm not trying to stir the pot here, but I feel stir like. Stir it. Stir that pot. Kanji storyline, especially in four with the localization, it's like almost offensive. <laughs> no, no, I would say it is offensive. You just have to maybe, if you're willing to go through that, you know, go in with a lens of 2008. What eight. was that? I think yeah, it go was. In it with... Yeah, I think it was eight. Uh, just you, you kind of got to go in with that lens, you know, understanding, yeah. especially it's not even just 2008. It's Japanese 2008. And they are obviously of a far like their their understanding of sexualities and their acceptance of the non-normative is much, much. It's not as far along as it is here in the West. So, mm. but do you want to know my number one hope? Yes, yes, yes. Tell me, so yeah. we talked earlier about. Guilty Gear and Arc System Works and how they made they made the Persona 4 Arena games so there are two of those and there are some rumors floating around that one of these seven is a port of Arena Ultimax for modern platforms which is cool that would be cool and I would mm -hmm. take it mm -hmm. my hope though is a Persona fighting game as in no number attached and it weaves all five Persona games and perhaps the sixth one into one fighting game with characters from all across the entire series instead of just mm -hmm. to focus on four. Mm -hmm. Because even if we or even if we do get that port that is rumored, I really hope they add new content from there's already a little from three, but I also want some 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 from five. Mm -hmm. And I really think it would be amazing if they would go back to the less represented one and two. Yeah. That's my number one hope, aside yeah, be, from Persona 6. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So we will not know of the first one until September, so this will not return for a while. But this will also be on the show a lot, considering there's seven projects between September and autumn of 2022. Yes. There's no dearth. There will be no dearth of Persona information. No. And... Hopefully that information also comes with some releases because if they are ports of things, hopefully games are coming out within the, within that time span as well, not just being announced. Mm -hmm. It is also funny because when I read this story initially, and I will, I'm gonna I'm gonna call myself out here real quick. This happened two weeks ago, and while filling out the the news sheet that we used last week, um, simply flew over my head forgot about it even though i was thrilled about it so i was like hey well guess we got to talk about it the following week which is okay because if this was a slow news week but but shame on me for missing it shame. Yeah. <laughs> i'm over it <laughs> thank you kelly <laughs> i won't hold it against you thank you this time oh well hopefully i don't think there's going to be another persona 5 or persona 25th anniversary yeah this is probably going to be the only one well there will be the 125th anniversary. Ah, yeah. I'm really excited for episode uh, 7,000 of this show. <laughs> um, yeah. My math was definitely not completely right, but hey. That's okay. I don't know any math, so. Yeah, we've established that. That's <laughs> I, So I, I feel way better now, actually. That much is clear. Um, But I, I was looking at this article. And I'm like, wow, I can't believe there's a possibility of Persona 6 coming out next autumn. And then I was like, and then I stopped and I reread the article and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. 
in all likelihood, Persona 6 will be announced next autumn. Who knows when it'll come out? Yeah, because Persona 5 was announced in like 2014. 14. 13. I think it was 13. Because it was announced for a 2014 release date. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and then it came out in 2017. That's funny. It's not I guess, funny. I guess you could say funny. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's that's the that's the news this week, Kelly. Yep. Light. It's light like a salad. Like a salad. Oh, I could go for a salad right now. Could you? Yeah. Okay. Me too. Maybe. We said it was going to come back. It finished its lap, and now it's passing by again. Oh my gosh. That's the official Kelly and Andrew NASCAR. Uh, NASCARs make pretty quick loops. Why'd it take an hour well, for it to make the first couple loops? That's, and then the... that's, you know what? I don't. Please tell me. That's quit, why I asked. Quit it. Quit, quit poking what? holes that's in my, my logic. That's my job. Whatever. That's why I'm paid to I make quit. this podcast. I'm paid. I quit. You're paid, right? I quit this job that I'm paid. At. Yeah, we both we get paid, right? I'm. I don't care if I lose my insurance that I get at this job that I get paid for. The only thing that is insured is that you will love video games for the rest of your life. Yes, and you know what else is oh, wait, insured? That's, usher, that's ushered. Sorry, what else is insured? That you can insure. That we'll be here again next week talking about video games. As always. Thank you, everybody, <laughs> for tuning in for these first 10 episodes of Talking <gasps> Games with Kelly and Andrew. Aww. I'm looking forward to 10 more and then 10 more after that. <laughs> I was going to say, geez, I thought we were going <laughs> to go on for a little longer than just 20, 20. episodes. <laughs> I mean, I would hope we at least make it to like... 25. Oh. oh, I was going to say make a reference to Persona 25, but yeah, no, 500. Oh, yeah, yeah. How many, how many years would it take? I, I don't even know. Who's ready for some math to close Ugh. out the episode? Ugh. So I'm if... I'm leaving. You're leaving? I'm leaving. Okay, well, I'm going to keep doing math anyway. So, so you said how many episodes? 500? 500. Okay, so 500 divided by 52, which is weeks per year, is 9.6 years. Oh, sorry, I should do 490 divided by 52. 9.42 years. So in about nine and a half years, we will hit episode 500. Nice. So thank you, everybody. I'm looking forward to doing this for another 10 years, <laughs> at least, because that's how long it's going to take to get episode 500. Yes. Unless you, of course, subscribe to our Patreon that doesn't exist yet, because then we'll start making two episodes a week. That, oh, wow. That's my promise. If this becomes our full-time job, two a week. Two a week. Somebody hold me to that. Hold me to that. And the Patreon episodes, you will also hear me sing. Oh. <gasps> We'll have two episodes per week of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew, and then uh -huh. three episodes a week of singing games uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. with Kelly. Yep. And Andrew is busy. <laughs> Andrew is watering his flowers. 
Yeah. Oh, I should probably go do that. It's a pretty hot day out. It is, isn't it? It's very hot. It's July. It's July. Oh, not for long. It's true. That means we're only one month away from... We'll soon be a month away from September. And do you know what that means? What does that mean? Soon, one month from WarioWare. <gasps> I'm ready. Yeah. Should we give the audience a quick tease of what we're going to be talking about next week unrelated to the news that we discussed? Sure. Go for it. Um, I was going to sing like okay. the main song, but no, now I, no, no, I don't. If you no. hate it, I'll edit it out. I promise I won't leave it in. That's okay. Um, let's see. What can I say that's kind of like a tease, but it's not a spoiler. Oh, I didn't um, think about that. You will be having to choose between red, yellow, and blues, but it's not Pokemon. Hmm. I was going to hmm. say that just sounds like we're going to go out and play Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You guys will see if you if you are if you've got a, if you've got anyway, you'll see. Tweet us your guesses, and if you're right, um, Kelly will come to your house and give you three whole dollars. Yep. Three yes. dollars. Unless you live more than 13 seconds from her house, in which case, sorry. Three dollars. Three? To your house. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week where you can figure out whatever the heck we're talking about. Bye.